We're playing that How Long Gone theme song over here, aren't we? Because it's time to pause. <laughs> yeah, I was banging the How Long Gone theme song. It's kind of what I play to get pumped up in the locker room. You know what I mean? Instrumental karaoke version. I don't ha- I don't want to get stepped on by Brooks or Don. It has to be all me. You know, yeah, because you know those those boots have pointed toes. It'll go right up your little rear. Yeah, pointed toe, Lucchese, right up. Right up your rear. And if that ain't country, you could kiss my ass. <laughs> yeah, Jason's dipping right now after listening to the theme song too many times. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I stopped dipping into my K-bundle, and I started dipping into the Skoal. <laughs> Do not try to make Skoal uh, a thing, please. It's Skoal. Well, you know, I'm I'm going to Italy next month, so I'm trying to work on my pronunciation don't boast about your little vacation when some of us when some of us are unfortunately tethered to the grind you know don't don't be boasting tethered to the grind all right go get them so jason i don't know if you heard about this breaking news in new york city today yeah are you talking about the excelsior pass are you talking about governor's ball i'm talking about governor's balls if you if you really think about it he's got some balls on him doesn't he he tr- well he's trying to get him tickled by some employees and that's where we have a problem yes so he's uh he's the governor of your of your homeland He's running the show over there. He, <laughs> yeah, he, he yeah. he's who you and Jesus and Miro and all the guys report to. <laughs> yeah, as, as kings of New York. Yeah, we got to report to. Yeah, we got to report. You would to think it. that the king would be the person who is at the top of the food chain, but no. Uh, you know, all of these self-proclaimed kings of New York. You know, Takashi Six Nine, Miro, Jesus, Chris Black. <laughs> one of the guys from throwing fits and evan mock evan mock is the king of hawaii only surfs up bro okay okay but so yeah so he i did just see this he i made the governor's ball joke because i was piggybacking off of one of your great classic chris black tweets again <laughs> uh, <laughs> so he got he got caught dipping his pen in the company running a toxic environment and office space to the to the surprise of no new yorker i'm assuming no to to the surprise of no one but i mean it's, this has been going on for a while but the i mean the crazy they part couldn't get is, any hard evidence on him then now they got him pinned like a like a donkey's tail the the tough part is that he was like i said because he's a real ass yeah he well he was supposed to enter you know kind of bring the baby out on the stage <laughs> you know, govern, at governor's ball as you know kind of like a, a a meshing of worlds you know the baby being from north carolina he doesn't yeah when, you know he's he's not really from the streets so he taps in with with public servants mm-hmm. when, he, when he comes to the city he doesn't really he doesn't tap in you know in harlem no so unfortunately 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 now they're gonna have to replace governor cuomo and the baby uh Jesus. on the bill which is i mean those are, those are you know little baby shoes are small to fill but <laughs> But 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 you do get a little bit of a cut on the uh, on the final retail sticker price when you are yeah. shopping on, in the kids section of the of the Foot Locker. But still, the baby the baby is at Foot Locker Kids getting ten white Air Forces for the price of one adult <laughs> pair. Every every back to school season, he's cashing in. The baby on his loves small stature. Uh, the August as we approach August. Um, you know because it culminates the beginning of back to school season. He no longer has to kind of lay quiet during the dads and grads retail sector, and he can finally start to buy <laughs> all of his Jan Sports, you know, 30% off 
easy, you know, so he's stoked. Dads and grads. I think maybe maybe now that DeBaby can no longer perform music live, um maybe he should get into independent cinema, you know, and follow some of the his his, his some of the other rappers that have made great films like Jay Z and Cameron. And maybe he should do like a a movie where he, you know, he, an adult man, is actually in elementary school. <laughs> Because of his his size, so it's going to be like a like if Hype Williams directed an Adam Sandler film is kind of what you're. Yes, where you're going. Exactly, yeah, exactly, exactly. Damn, that's that's a good, that's a great. Yeah, and they say Ion Pack is a film podcast. <laughs> Clearly, they're yeah. not doing enough work compared to us. They ain't listening to they ain't listening to how long gone. We we're for the deep film film heads, guys who only watch mm-hmm. only watch on sixteen millimeter or they have a creepy projector. Yeah. Um. Only only two kind of guys we're fucking with here on Halloween. We have gone. that can do attitude and spirit spelled C A N N E S. Of course. <laughs> oh damn, that is that that is true. But so it's a big. It's been a big day for for news in, in New York, and it just makes me even happier to be here in L A. where the sun is shining and and uh, and and our governor is great. Well, he's. I mean, look. Only forty eight percent of people want him to be impeached. So it's not it's not fifty. Right, right, right. Call me call me when we're at a fifty fifty and then we can start getting some paperwork filed. Yeah, when we're at a fifty fifty we can talk. But Gavin Newsom, if you are listening, would love to have you come on the pod um anytime. Mm-hmm. Let me know. I think you're you know Gotta hear both sides. Yeah, our listeners are your constituents <laughs> and we, we, we allow Alex Jones did turn down an invitation, so hopefully you don't follow in his footsteps. You know what I mean? You want to you want to get to these people. It's important. Mm, I don't think he'll make the right choice. He's he's really known to make the right choices. That's kind of why he's in the position. So that he's what's in. um so what's up? So so the baby is just he's got he's he's not having a good time right now. He's learning real real fast and quick. The baby's rant was so it it was so odd and angry it like it it doesn't really make sense mm-hmm. like i don't it it, it really comes off it, it, i just don't understand like aids like I, I don't understand the pointedness of that unless he somehow that has touched his life in some way to have such strong yeah yeah venom in his veins for the hiv virus and the aids virus it it's it's just you know it has the energy of when you know like the the anti gay pro life you know like pastor somewhere in in you know Kentucky or something like that they they catch him with his his gay lover or whatever like yeah yeah it's 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 just like when you're when you're talking like that like the only people that talk like that like even people who like oh my mom dad grandma grandpa they were all taken by the AIDS virus. Like no, those people don't even say shit like that. It's really strange, and and it just it was really strange. And yeah, he is unfortunately, um, they coming for his wallet, dog. You know what I mean? So yeah, what's in your wallet, the baby? Yeah, it ain't it ain't you ain't got shit there. I mean, he it's been a weird, you know. And then there was that video of four two Doug kissing and licking his child that people went crazy on. It's been a tough week in the hip hop. Chris, you never fucked around, and give your own child a hickey. No, I mean I don't let look. all the kids at school know what time it is. <laughs> Yo, stay away from this, my bitch. This you know my, what I'm saying? Stay my away, shit right there. You never do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I've never. Like, because I used to hear all these old rap lyrics from Tupac and all these other guys, and it'd be like, you know, I got, I finally got a cur, uh, call from a girl, or you know, I'm trying to dig out. Yeah, you know, the, I would hear like getting dug out as like a yes a phrase. Yes. I didn't know that that's what it meant. I didn't know that that's that getting dug out meant to give a you know a three year old a hickey. I thought it was more of like a sex thing, but it, it's 
it's even more sinister than that. And four two Doug, if you want to come on the show and defend your actions, four two Doug actually, you know, if if it doesn't go well for four two Doug, he might be, you know, since he's four eight, he might be co starring <laughs> in 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 the film with the baby directed by Hype Williams. So it's you know another Hype and Sandler flick. It's gonna be <laughs> Rob Schneider. The it's gonna be Rob Schneider, a hologram of DMX, David Spade, and academics, and they all and Chris Chris Rock is there, of course, because you know he can't he can't turn a, turn down a check, and and they're all going for it. It's gonna be box office smash. It's not gonna do great out the gate, but on the back end, no, I, that's gonna be it. No, they're gonna play that on TV till we die. Mm-hmm. You know, that's gonna be more of that's gonna be more of a license deal to to, to the networks, but. I, I'm looking forward to that. What's uh What's Adam Sandler's production company called? Happy Monday? No, no, ha- yeah, Happy. Uh, forgot. Happy Madison. Sorry, yeah. Happy Madison. Happy 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 Madison Productions. Don't steal this. We'll be we'll happy to work with you. We'll take a few happy points. Happy Mondays. Oh, we're just uh, talking about <laughs> the Happy Mondays, there, Emma. Okay, so uh, we have we have a lot more to cover. I have some some more more convos to to have some more theories to dive deeper into but we need mm-hmm. to give our guest mm-hmm. uh, Emma a yeah. call today give her a zoom across the pond you want to do that now Chris yeah we're we're crossing yeah we're crossing over to the big city of fucking swing in london to talk to Emma Hope Allwood today big dick london as they have said over the years big dick london uh Emma is a is a writer and editor you might know her from her work at dazed but um she's she's done a lot of other stuff and she also has a great newsletter called off brand mm-hmm. um so we'll let her tell her story and we'll also let her weigh in on the baby controversy which is what people are waiting for mm-hmm. all right let us do that what a great what a great place to start. So Emma, how are you? How are things over there? I had the heating on yesterday. It's kind of miserable, but yeah, that's London for you, I guess. You said you had the heater on yesterday? Yeah. Oh, bollocks. That's that's crazy. I I mean, I was in I remember being in London once in the summer and it being like rainy and cold and I was really thrilled. Yeah. I mean, it does get hot and it and it has been hot, but like the last few weeks have just been miserable and i'm definitely someone whose like state of mind is heavily influenced by the weather so oh yeah well you're talking to a couple weather junkies yeah we're weather heads over here so come on over to la we'll rent you a yellow mustang and we can take it down the pch and your mental will be set right <laughs> or maybe you could just chuck on down to mykonos don't the brits love spain is that not on your list this summer yeah we do <laughs> we do love spain Thing, like as a culture um i haven't mm-hmm. made any plans i only just got my second uh vax and the the like travel the travel rules seem to be changing faster than i can keep up with so i haven't got any flights booked but we'll see what happens yeah well more importantly more importantly do you have your summer looks planned if you were to take a holiday do you have the clothing to to kind of is there enough credit on your jacques mou gift card to get sorted out this summer season <laughs> No, but the way I was literally this week, like almost, I came so close to buying a Shakespeare's like backless mm-hmm. alter top. And then I was like, let's go. I was like, wait, what? Stop, stop yourself right now. <laughs> well, nobody needs it, but sometimes, sometimes you want it. Yeah. I mean, it's so bad that it becomes a need. So Emma, you are you finding some more constructive ways to deal with your anxiety and depression <laughs> other than uh, buying Jacques Mou online? 
Uh, yeah, I'm uh, medication. Uh, Got it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Indica, sativa. Uh, what are we working with? Prescriptions. Okay. And I'm trying to. I'm like trying meditation also for like the first time at like the therapist's advice, um, mm-hmm. which I'm not very good at. But I guess it's it's all about practice. I don't know. Do you guys meditate? Have you done any? that like mindfulness stuff i've tried and i'm as you can imagine i run a little hot you know it's a little it's hard for me to yeah. to turn off the lights uh mentally chris, chris will only do a meditation if there's a brand activation <laughs> attached to it yeah if i'm if there's gear involved then maybe but no jason if the, yeah if there's a free pair of sunglasses and a windbreaker on the other end of that zen moment then he'll do it but yeah i've, I've done a lot of meditation and i try to practice my mental mindfulness as much as i can mm-hmm. but chris chris and i our our main form of of that would probably be exercise more chris than i but yeah it's i mean it's tough it really it you have to you know just like doing therapy you know you can just kind of be feeling around in the dark for a long time until you have a, a breakthrough mm-hmm. and i think the same thing happens with meditation where if you just do it long enough you wiggle around, you figure out, am I, do I lay down? Do I sit down? Is this the chair I do it in? You know, like the time of the day, whatever it is. And then once you have a moment where it really clicks, then you try to just duplicate that as much as you yeah. can. And yeah, I guess I haven't found like a routine. So Routine is king. All joking aside, I did do like a meditation and running retreat with District Vision. I learned a lot mm-hmm. about meditation and how it should how it should work. And that unfortunately did not help me in my practice, but it was nice to understand kind of you know it's one of those things where somebody who's good at it tells you there's no wrong or right way to do it it does actually feel good does feel good to hear that but are you are you using a a, a, an application on your phone or how are you trying to do this yeah i so i was using the headspace app i I mean i guess you guys have it in the states oh hey we invented invented it yeah don't cut don't don't try to shade the United States on this podcast. It's not going to yeah, go yeah, well yeah. for you. I, f- I feel like over in England, meditation is still, you know, sort of in a gray area, legally speaking. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was three three pints uh, is actually what you guys call it. Um, <laughs> yeah, just just rub some malt vinegar on it and, and keep it going, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Really, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so I've been trying to use the Headspace app. I uh, Yeah, it's fine. And then also like, I just started this new type of therapy and the therapist is also like a, we've like done meditation together. So the last time he actually like recorded me a little like meditation session. So I need to do that this week and see how I go on. What is the, what is this new kind of therapy you're delving into? It's called compassion focused therapy, which I'd like never heard of, but I was just like, I've tried everything. I'll just try something else. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> fuck it let's do it sounds bad but yeah let's do it sure and so yeah it's about like compassion and trying to like teach for people who are like very you know like i think sometimes when you are very like work focused or very focused on like achievements or or whatever you can also you can have like a lot of drive as a person but then also you might like have an imbalance of like not being super compassionate towards yourself. So it's kind of about Uh-oh. writing that balance. Yeah. Speaking of writing, Uh-oh. Chris, I hope you're writing this down because <laughs> I, I, if I were, <laughs> if I were your therapist, this is uh I mean, I'm a little hard on myself, but I'm not like a monster, you know? I mean, it, it more, I, I, my issues are more to do with food, I think, than being hard on myself for, for like uh, being driven. I do gain a lot of uh, personal, um, 
what would you call it? I, I guess I get a lot from work. I get more mm-hmm. from work than most people. You know what I mean? Do you suffer from that same affliction? Emma, does that like satisfy you in a way that maybe it shouldn't? Not to. It's something I had to think about a lot recently because I, you know, for my, in terms of my like backstory, I've worked at days from literally when I was like, I just came out of uni, finished it and I started interning there and then I started working there and, I, and, and that went on for the next like six years. So I kind of realized like, oh my God, I've, it's been my entire adult life, like working in this one place. And I think that especially when you're in the fashion industry and my role was like very fashion-y, it's so easy to just let that become every aspect of you as a person. It's like your social circle. It's like how you, when, when you're like having fun, it's like mm-hmm. all, all your travel is related to your job. So it, I think it's easy for it to become like, you know, 99% of like who you are, you know? So I think the like over the, the pandy and stuff i've been trying to kind of rewrite the balance of it okay so what are some other so outside of the fashion world that has enveloped your existence for the last number of years like what are you expanding into (laughs) honestly it's like it's it's half expanding and it's half like regressing okay the evolution and the devolution yeah regressing is more jason's bag you know so that Mm -hmm. makes sense kind of well i'm 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 kind of the same way in you know in some ways like anytime you have like a very specific career path Mm -hmm. for me it was it was music and djing and all that stuff so a lot of the stuff you just said a lot of similarities like travel was all based around that and you know a lot of your friends and social activities and mm. you know the way you live your life your sleep schedule yeah, yeah, yeah. you know like you're you're set to a clock of festivals happening around the world mm-hmm. or you know fashion shows happening around the world for you so it can be very liberating to finally let go of that but it can also be a little jarring because it's all you know yeah it's crazy because it's like every i because i did menswear and women's wear. Okay, go off. Uh, yeah, just don't don't stun on us. I, I've seen. Look, I follow you on Instagram. We're friends in real life. I've seen all your little jet setting bullshit. Okay, <laughs> don't you know? I've seen you. I've seen Hermes flying you out. I've seen Samsung taking you to China. You know what I mean? I'm not blind. Whereas I don't really see men or women in clothing. I kind of take more of a non-binary approach to fashion. But I don't know how you guys do it across the pond. <laughs> um, this year was the first time I was like, oh my god, I don't have to like dictate my year by based on like fashion shows and that was for the first time in like six years and that was kind of mm-hmm. weird but also like great <laughs> I, i'm i'm looking forward to like the new the new paths or activities that begin to encompass your life i don't know if you'll get around to the garden more often or something like that what do you think i'm I mean, not that old lettuce today that was grown in the garden so yeah okay but but it, since you're now you know uh freelancing and probably doing a a a more diverse range of things on a daily a daily basis do you feel like your mind is getting exercised in a different way it's a little more fulfilling or is it just different yeah i think that was something that i realized as well is that like i need to be stimulated by new things quite regularly like i can't do the same thing for too long so it's been good Mm -hmm. like i really enjoyed like working for myself in that sense where i can just like work on a project for a few weeks and then <laughs> bounce mm-hmm. um like, like yes go on to the next thing yeah try doing try doing a podcast three times a week with this guy i mean you know what guys I mean? I the, the commitment level it's like you, you you must feel like you're married it feels like jail for me jason's <laughs> blessed i mean it's amazing for him he's got the hottest chick in the game wearing his chain yeah you i'm know? so crazy. lucky to be able to podcast with chris black <laughs> Three days a week. I'm the envy of four guys in, mm-hmm. in the middle of America. 
as a person who's always and Jason too, for you know, for the most part, it's like the ability to jump around is is the spice of life for me. Because as as a person who's never really had a job before, mm-hmm. I, the only thing about a a proper job that appeals to me, with based on the experiences that I've had in those worlds, is the the team aspect and like having people to do do stuff for you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, or, or I don't know if that that seems a little contradictory. The the team aspect yeah. followed Im- immediately by having people be able to do stuff for you seems a little. No, no, no. I don't mean I don't mean like an assistant way. I'm just mean like there are people that are paid by someone else besides me to right, do right. jobs that help 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 the greater good. This is my job. This is your job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it all works to the greater good. Whereas you know, if it stands now, if I need something, I am like having to find that person and pay that person. They don't sit next to me, or they're not like it, it, it's there. There's a there's a a, a level before a, a hurdle before that. I guess is what I mean. Yeah, a frightening freedom. I mean, I, I guess I've been like self-employed for, it's not a year yet, but I'm like, oh my God, full-time work is a con. <laughs> like, how do people do this? How did I do this for so long? I don't know. I mean, maybe there'll be a time when I like want to go back to that, like being in an office or something. But for now, I'm just like, I don't have to set an alarm in the morning. I just like wake up when I'm home. Welcome to the good life, baby. It's nice. It's nice out yeah. here. What a concept. I mean, it's all fun and games until you, you know, get in a motorcycle accident or something like that. And you're like, oh, yeah. Well, actually, you have health care over there. So never mind. Carry on then. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that's the only true advantage of of not working freelance here yeah that is crazy well don't forget the free kind bars at the uh in the kitchen you know and the the cupcakes on friday depending on how much kombucha you drink you can make it worth your while mm-hmm. was was the uk swept up in the snack thing at the office was days just stocked with with snacks and weird drinks or were you left to fend for yourself at the local pret not snacks like more alcohol like ketamine not crisps <laughs> no cat no okay more on that later. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like that's a startup thing. It is. And you guys don't have any startups over there pretty much, right? We, yeah, we have a startup here, so it's fine. <laughs> yeah, we invented everything in the modern world. We, we call those startups, Jason. Mm-hmm. I don't, you know. We're kind of we're kind of known for that. The English language, you may have heard of it. Yeah. The, I guess that does track for you guys to have more alcohol than food. That's kind of like a British, you know. Yeah, that that is our culture. You know, obviously it's it's been a while, but what's your nightlife intake normally? Cuz cuz I'm you know, you guys are, are quite known for that. And Jason comes from an EDM background. Mm-hmm. Um, so what was your, were you hitting the club hard as an adult or was that more of your, your younger days? My impression is that like Brits, we tend to like start drinking and going out younger. Mm-hmm. So we'd be like at school and going to clubs and then like going to school the next day. And then obviously like the uni experience, like we can drink here when we're 18 and I actually I like did some time abroad in the US and I and I was like 20 but I couldn't drink having been drinking in the UK for like a couple of years so that was super weird so you she could go to the Dumbo house every night where did you live on your in your time abroad I hope it was middle America um it was UNC Chapel Hill oh cool what the fuck Damn, what reality show is this? They dropped your little ass over there. You probably had no idea what was going on. Yeah, and I was like, this is like, I don't know, real Tumblr times as well. So I was wearing like, I was like (laughs) full American apparel. I was wearing like dark MAC lipstick. Um, I'm on now, but I was like a brunette then. And like, obviously, (laughs) obviously everyone was like, 
who like I don't what like who is this? Everyone. So what what year what year range was this? I guess it would have been like 2012, 13. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. What a great time! What a great time! The good days. So so Chapel Hill. So that that's the uh, the Tar Heels. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you learn a lot about American football? Um. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> but I learned a lot about like. It was very interesting from a fashion perspective, like the campus culture, you know, people just wore like their sorority t-shirts, a pair of like Nike shorts and some running shoes. Sounds hot. That's, that's literally how I dress now. Hold on. Mm-hmm. That, that you just read, you just read me like a damn issue of ID. Well, I was going to say, but also then with false eyelashes. So I don't know if that applies to you, Chris, but don't come for my beauty routine. You don't know what I do over here. These eyelashes are real. Thank you. Mm-hmm. But my camera's off for other reasons. <laughs> so you, so you got to see a glimpse of true, just shit college. Yeah. 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 Were you inspired by this or were you repulsed by it? Uh, no, repulse is a, is a, is a mean word, but I guess not for me. Love is what you may have said. <laughs> Yeah, okay. I, it was not for me. <laughs> you just living your Dawson's Creek fantasy. I love this for you. Mm-hmm. Did you find a, a, some Southern romance while you're down there? Some Southern charm? Oh uh, no, I did not. Unfortunately, I, I I think I was yeah. I was in a I was in a uh, an LDR with a guy in London. Oh, what shit timing! You missed your chance to really. I could see you settling down with a nice big porch down there in the south. You know, a couple of little ones running around. I know. You've, yeah, you've never well. you lost your one chance to shag a guy named. And Bryce. <laughs> oh man, I've heard yeah. a similar story. Like a friend of mine that's British did did his time abroad, and it was in like Champaign, Illinois. <laughs> and I think it it was such a he was just like, bro, what the fuck? Like, I I think that there's obviously you know it's not like New York or LA, but you don't. I don't think you have an understanding of how extreme it's going to be. Yeah, but it, but I feel like I really I understand America a lot better than. Had I not had that experience, you know? Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, that's the real, I think that's the thing. That's real America. The college experience in the US was so different. Like, you know, I went to a uni in London. So you're literally living in the city, like going to classes in the middle of the city. And then that whole kind of campus thing was like a real culture shock. And then Chapel Hill, I mean, that's like nice. Like that's a nice, expensive, like college. You, you know what I mean? Like that's not, it, it's, um, it's about as traditional as you can get, uh-huh. especially. It's our Oxford, is what he's. Saying. I wouldn't go that far. Um, <laughs> I would not. I would not. I would not go that far. I don't even think they would go that far. <laughs> I was perusing your social media just a wee bit. I've noticed that you you have a, an affinity for the television show Love Island. Oh my god! Yeah, it's on in like yeah forty minutes. Oh shit! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wrap this up, guys. Are you guys. <laughs> And so any other questions or are we about good? Okay, so I I know a lot of people who have enjoyed the show. I've never watched it and a lot of people whose intelligence level I trust and respect also seem to watch it, yourself included. Mm-hmm. So can you I don't know if Chris is Chris has probably seen an episode or two of it, right? I've actually I've actually never watched it. I I, I don't know okay. why. It just seems like a bridge. To, it seems like like Drag Race. It's similar to me where it's like I feel like I missed the boat and it's too far gone now. Mm-hmm. Okay, so my, so my question to you, Emma, knowing Chris and I now for the last twenty minutes, a couple of old geezers, sell us on it. How are we going to get into Love Island? What's our what's your pitch? Okay, my pitch. <laughs> My pitch is like, this is a shark tank now. If you want to learn about like the part of Britain that is the equivalent in some ways to what I saw 
of America, North Carolina, then you have to watch Love Island. Okay. Very, obviously, like, very different kind of culture-wise, but it will give you, like, a lens. And I'm talking about the UK version, obviously, but it will give you, like, a lens into, like, a kind of Middle England that I don't think that ordinarily you might consume through media otherwise. Mm -hmm. And is this a part of Middle England that is worth exploring because <laughs> yeah. it's good or more so how you'd pull over for for an automobile accident on the side of the road <laughs> i mean listen i i like love reality tv and i watch a lot of it because i think it like tells us so much about culture um so i'm not gonna say that it's like you know watching some amazing drama series but it's mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so funny and for me i honestly like i mean this might sound rude but like i watch it kind of with like a like a bemused fascination because it's like men that i would never kind of encounter women who i would also never really you know be friends with just they all have like the most the craziest bodies they're all like cracking on with each other. They have like the best like language where they're all like, can I pull you for a chat? Or like, I'm moving mad. <laughs> moving mad has been like the, the phrase of this. I I'm sorry. I'm moving mad. Yeah. Is that, is that what you're saying? Yeah. Moving mad. Like when you like, well, like when you're evicted from your flat, is that what it's like? <laughs> I don't, can you explain that please? Moving mad is in like, how do I put this? Like, I'm going to like really crack on with someone. Like I'm going to put a lot of effort into it. <laughs> Okay, so like you're going to try really hard to have a cracking, bang-on conversation? Yeah, yeah, I guess so, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Jason, I feel like that's what we do on this podcast. Yeah. I feel like, Emma, you are going to start a podcast called Moving Mad. Maybe I should, yeah. Great idea for you. <laughs> yeah, I, I think, I mean, the, the, the good part about, you know, British culture is that you guys have just been a master of slang, mm. whereas, you know, American slang is not so... I don't know. It's just not as sexy and fun or anything like that. But for some reason, I don't I mean, we could just be us biased because we are Anglophiles in that way. But yeah, we just lap it up like a little kitten. Well, Love Island is like a great place for slang. And it's also just like a great place for drama. Like they have the, the premise of the show basically is that like uh, you're in there to find a relationship. and to You fuck the island. And to couple <laughs> and to with someone. So um, what happens is like all the all these kind of these men and women, obviously, it's like very straight, um, all couple up with each other. And then, you know, they might be in these like nice little relationships. And then halfway through the season, they do this thing called Casa Amor, um, which is where they like take the men and put them in a new building with like new hot girls and see how many of them are going to cheat on their partners. Holy shit. I didn't, I actually didn't realize how sinister yeah, the plot like, was. And then, and then what happens is like all the guys. So this time all the guys in Casa Amor were like, we're on a lad's holiday. Mm -hmm. Like, let's get to know these new girls basically. Um, and then, so they were all like snogging the new girls. And then the, they, the producers sent a postcard to their original girlfriends with like pictures of them kissing. Shit. Oh, Love Island. So, I mean, so they're, 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 they're recreating actual scenarios that happen of like, you know, when you're a hot girl and you're dating a hot guy in London, you have to deal with inevitably they're going to take a lad's weekend or a hen's getaway. And someone is going to <laughs> cheat on you. Yeah. And so, and the girls had guys, new guys added to their house as well, but they were all, they were all being loyal until they saw the postcard. Oh. And then they were like, mm. obviously they 
were livid and they were fired up and ready to start sucking <laughs> a tale as old as time emma yeah the guys can decide whether they want to bring a new girlfriend basically back from casa amor uh, <laughs> or if the, and then the girls decide if they want to couple up with a new boy basically so it's like it's all i mean it's all very um it's quite evil <laughs> <laughs> the setup is is not conducive to a relationship thriving but it is conducive to pure entertainment yeah. on television yeah but it, this is on what is this on? It's on network TV, correct? It's on like it, it, it's on like BBC or ITV or something. Yeah, it's on it's ITV too, and it's a commitment as well because it's on every night apart from yeah, it's on every night Saturday. Shit! So <laughs> much so like fun. the the cadence of our own podcast, they have learned. You know, you do it long enough over and over again, and you get them hooked, mm-hmm. hooked on the island. So mm. you know, a lot of people will watch re- reality television here. Um, you know, of of course, for you know, kind of hate watching or with like the sinister spirit of like I'm watching this to make myself feel better about myself because like at least I'm not them. Mm-hmm. Is that something that you experience when you watch shows like this, or is it? I, I'm assuming it's not aspirational. Like I wish I was snogging that gentleman. Uh, I mean, I don't find it aspirational. Although to be honest, like it has <laughs> had a weird effect of making me want to buy loads of like sexy bodycon dresses. We're very pro. We're very pro bodycon on this podcast. We talked about <laughs> this is a pro bodycon pod. We talked about it recently, Jason. Remember that we talked about bodycon getting me one. I feel like not a day goes by where I don't mention the <laughs> bodycon and the wonderful dresses that those guys make. So it is influencing your purchase. You, you are. You find yourself. You know. Well, you're you're adding to cart, but are you completing the purchase no, on, no, on Forever Twenty One? No, I, I haven't <laughs> gone that far. Uh, but I think right. I just into some kind of like Love Island induced fugue state where I'm like, maybe I should get like a strappy halter, sexy, whatever. But no, I'm I'm definitely not watching it to like I don't know like laugh at these people. Like I'm so invested. Like there's one couple who like I honestly like they were gonna after the postcard they were like breaking up, and I was like. Honestly, like I, I had like a nightmare about them breaking up because I think they're like the perfect couple. Yeah, and you get like so you get so invested. I mean, not in everyone, obviously, but it's not it's not like ha ha, look at these stupid people. I mean, you know, right, right, right. You're you're seeing some real actual emotion going on, and you and you feel bad for them if somebody can't keep his bell end in his trousers. <laughs> uh-huh. He had a, he had he had the perfect girl, and he threw it away, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> For one night in Amore. I was watching Love and Hip Hop Atlanta last night and I'm watching it with pure pure love. This is not a, a, this is a judgment-free zone. Yeah. Cuz you're a TikTok head. You're a TikTok head too, Emma. Oh man, it's 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 really bad. I like actually I think <laughs> I've been like I need to delete the app cuz like oh, it's, it's definitely like every day without fail. I think it's my most used app. But you get to work so hard all day you know, doing different freelance work here and there. And then come, uh, whatever, eight o'clock at night, you get to look at the TikTok on your phone and look at love Island on the big phone. And that's, <laughs> that's when mommy gets to cash it all in and, and have her, have her you time. Right. I wish I had the self control to be like, Oh, I'm just going to look at fun stuff on my phone from 8 PM. But unfortunately <laughs> that is, <laughs> that is not the way. My brain works. No one's brain. How, how does it work when you get into your little um, content consumption cocoon? I will pick up my phone without even realizing it. Like, it's bad. Like, I think that I need to, like, go on some kind of... I need to, like, I don't know, put my phone in a box at some time. Or I just, like, pick it up and I spend, like, 20 minutes 
like laughing at TikToks or like scrolling on Depop, and then I'm like, oh, I'm supposed to be. I've got a deadline. I'm supposed to be doing this thing. So don't don't worry. This is we all do it. I love spending time. I I try to break my own record every week with more screen time. <laughs> So I'm I'm a little different than most of you people trying to limit your screen time. Mm-hmm. What go, what else are you gonna do? What else is there in life? He sees a burning building. He runs inside of Emma, it. Emma, I've never used Depop. So what's the what's because it seems a little young for me. Like vintage t-shirt t-shirt suppliers. You've got your like connects. I don't know if you need the, the Depop for that. No, but it feels like something. You know what? It, you know what it is. I think it's like I can use Etsy and eBay and shit mm-hmm. on my computer, but D, Depop feels like an app because because I mean that's what it is. But like it's not. You can't surf the web can you it does it's better on the phone it's optimized for the phone <laughs> i'm like is that a bad thing i don't get it <laughs> yeah it's bad yeah some of us some of us old heads but what they call geriatric millennials don't damn use that phrase on this podcast um we we are we're i consider myself to be gen x and sorry i don't book flights on my phone you know i, I do things the right i do things the right way through my travel agent who i call <laughs> or i send us a, a brief letter in the post what are you copying on depop designer are you are you copying designer to be honest like not really like I'm trying to think. What was the last thing I bought on Depop? I bought like a hat on Depop recently. In little... <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know why that's funny. I bought a little hat on Depop. <laughs> Did it feel good buying that little hat on Depop? It feels, I, I try and buy stuff secondhand as much as possible. Like I don't really buy that much new stuff, which is why me buying like or, or thinking about buying like a Shackmas halter crop top is quite out of character. But they got Jack on Depop and Real Real, don't they? You can get you can get a secondhand halter. Yeah. I mean, not, but this is like new season, so. Got it. Got yeah. It, got it, got it. Emma, the, Emma, the problem is Emma's not fully decoupled from her, her um, fashion lifestyle because she still wants new, new season product. We simply cannot do last season. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It's, uh, it's hard, you know, being this fashionista. I, I can only imagine. I love current seasons, so I kind of know what you're dealing with. Jason's more of a take what we can get guy. He's like, he, he goes to the free, he goes to the free table at Condé Nast to get his clothes. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying. Is there anything you know from saying. 2019 that you have maybe laying around <laughs> is, is kind of where I go from. Yeah. Well, so, so what do you think the future, you know, you, you, you work in, in, in strategizing and consulting mm-hmm. and things like that in the fashion world. What do you think is next as we're, you know, moving on in like into the metaverse a little bit? Yeah. And, you know, the, the digital shopping experience, the, the line oh. being heard from IRL oh. and URL. I'm sorry. I'm just saying a bunch of bullshit words, but like, mm. where, where do you think you see it going next as you find, you know, the addiction of scrolling Depop while you're watching Love Island? Like, where, what's the next step once we get sick of that? One interesting thing when it comes to the metaverse would be like, well, how can I, how can you try on clothes from home, right? Like, I'm on S mm. at this Shepmas top and I'm trying to work out, okay, should I get the extra small? What's that like? What's the size? If I could like just like look in my mirror and use my phone and look through the camera and have the top on me and then like put it with some jeans or whatever and see how, how I would style it at home and which size I should get. Like, I feel like that technology can't be that far away. Yeah, similar to like the the Clueless film yeah. where she has the computer in her closet. Are you familiar with that scene? Yeah. You know, a more modernized version of it. Yeah, that, that that actually makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Is that a future that you want, though? That's not the future I want. Not, not necessarily, but I think that like logically it, it probably is. I mean, like obviously, obviously brands are like super keen to do stuff in the metaverse and do, you know, like she did the Roblox thing and there's been various. Fortnite activations and stuff like that. So I think like 
you're gonna see that stuff where it's like okay I'd like this luxury brand has designed some like digital shoes that like children can buy for their avatars mm-hmm. or you're gonna see stuff that's gonna be like useful like I can try on something from Essence at home virtually so like everything there'll be there'll be some practical applications for it and then just some bullshit <laughs> avatar skins and stuff like that yeah for people who are unable to have sex with other people in the real world yeah yeah exactly yeah i don't i don't try on clothes i I don't i just don't unless it's like a suit i'm good i'm an xl you know i know what size i wear i I feel confident buying my clothing without trying it on Mm. spoken like a true cis white male am i right emma (laughs) the privilege continues yeah my privilege is not trying on shoes because i know i wear a size 12 i don't understand people who who try on every pair of shoes like if you're buying sneakers you wear like does a half size or half sizes are fake? No. <laughs> well, Chris, also sometimes, you know, every shoe manufacturer has a little bit of a different fit and feel. So even if it is like the perfect size for you, you might not just like, you, you, like the toe box has a weird fit for that style. And no, of course. You don't of like course. walking around in them. So you don't end up buying them. That's practical. I've never bought a size. Once I found out, once I, you know, my, my body stopped growing and I was a size 12, I've never bought a shoe that is not a size 12. Mm. Sure. That's just not, the, it's crazy to me. Like what, you know, like a half size. <laughs> Um, but this, I mean, this, this might be fake news, so I don't, I don't know if this is a hundred percent true, but what I have heard is that like a lot of brands, like more kind of like, you know, like fast fashion or like more retailers, they now realize that like teenagers, especially teenage girls, like, you know, a 12 year old previously, like when I was 12, I was like wearing still like kids kind of clothes, you know, but now like there is like preteen basically doesn't exist as a category anymore. So people go from being like 11 to just wearing like full adult clothes. So apparently like the sizing in those kind of stores, like the, the smallest sizes are now literally designed for like preteens. So all the, the sizes have like shifted up. So whereas I might have been an extra small, now the extra small is literally for a child and I'm a small for whatever. <laughs> and uh, what does that do for your mental, you know? <laughs> All the headspace in the world. I ain't gonna fix that, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, we call that the Dua Lipa effect. <laughs> it's where you get a full-grown woman wearing clothes for 11-year-olds. <laughs> and what that does to the psyche of you people over there, it must be tough. Sometimes I do look at celebrities wearing clothes and i'm like i don't understand what this garment is and that definitely happens with dua where i'm like what is that a shirt or is that a piece of cloth that is just kind of wrapped artistically around your torso like i don't really what happened to shirts if we if we were wondering that if chris was a geriatric millennial i think that question really answered it <laughs> like judy is so hot she can like she can honestly do anything she wants in my book. Agreed. Wow, are you are you do a hive? Yeah, I, I interviewed her once actually. Tell me everything. Was there a vibe was there a vibe? Be honest. <laughs> Walk me through the smell. Yeah, I don't remember the smell, but uh, <laughs> I can't I can't let you know on that. But um I was just fair, like, fair, this fair. person is like I think my impression was like this person is like made to be famous and like you know that aura that you get with some people and I'm like, I that's amazing. Like I know that I would be like terrible fucking famous person i know that i'm like way too neurotic for that you know i'd be like a christian stewart famous person if i was going to be famous i like to think yeah because there are no neurotic celebrities at all i'm pretty sure right <laughs> no that's rare. yeah but like the neuroticism manifests in like different ways like for some people it manifests in like mm-hmm. one famous and i think that i know that that would be a terrible thing 
Who else? Who else have you interviewed that gave you that that glow, that feeling of being around someone greater than you? I guess Billie Eilish. Damn, Big Billy gave you that, and even in her trash bag clothes. Well, um, I mean, I guess maybe not that sense of like I'm, I am like born to be a celebrity, but that sense of kind of like I don't know, just like I think sometimes when you're interviewing people, you have that feeling of like. You get to look inside that kind of their, their universe, you know, for a bit and and see what that's like, you know. She doesn't do much for me. I just think that the, I mean, I think she's interesting uh, as a like a celebrity, mm-hmm. and I think the music can't. I think the music, like obviously, she has hits. You know, there's no question. But I think that I think this is. Pro- I think she needs to to get away from Phineas. I think there needs to be like new producers in the mix because it's all starting to feel. S- samey to mm. me which is my only issue we can't leave finn no i mean look finn's gonna be good on his own i'm just saying i think that it, you know it's just one of those things like, i also i have a whole theory where i think olivia rodrigo ate her ate billy's lunch so it's funny to see like her referencing like jennifer's body in her music video and stuff like that which again it's like this this like culturally this is so recent but i you kind of forget that there's a whole generation for whom like that is subculture in a way. Like on TikTok, there's like people talking about like 2014 Tumblr as if it was like the 60s, like 90s grunge, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess. So does that mean that time is it just moving faster? Yeah. Like nostalgia sets in quicker because everything moves faster. Yeah, exactly. Like I think that trend cycles are just like shrinking faster and faster because of the internet and because of how easy it is for stuff to be so kind of like overhyped and like over proliferated that we just get like sick of seeing something within like two weeks instead of that you know before you would have that kind of there was much more of a slow burn with like trends and culture in general Mm -hmm. and now you're you're just kind of getting so exposed to stuff and even even if like you know that can happen in your own like you know internet um echo chamber like your explore page can kind of do that and like show you something Uh-oh. you just get so sick of within like five minutes because to you it's everywhere and it might not actually be everywhere in the world mm-hmm. but you're like oh you know it's like I, if i watch three tennis videos on instagram my explore page is only tennis videos you know i don't i don't i don't, I don't understand why there's not more depth uh, yeah there, my it- explore page is only tennis too that's crazy <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on. (laughs) That's why Instagram's algorithm I'm like fascinated by because it's so bad. Like in comparison to TikToks, which like, you know, I think that ByteDance, the company behind TikTok is like primarily like in like an artificial intelligence company that's trying to learn our behaviors. And obviously it's like really good at it because TikTok somehow knows like everything about me. And Instagram's like, do you want to watch this video of some like horrible, I don't know, (laughs) fake eyelash extensions? And I'm like, really no but thanks you know well, i don't use tiktok i've seen it of course but i don't have the app on my phone so so the algorithm knows you much better you're saying oh my god yeah 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 literally so much better it knows me like better probably than like people in my life and is this in like a cool <laughs> fascinating and interesting way or is this in a way that makes you feel violated or like it's showing you the dark corners of your mind that you're trying to keep hidden away perhaps i mean i think it's both like i find it both terrifying and like very entertaining because it's like all this content has been personally curated for me the way the app works basically is by responding to like what you're engaging with and engaging could be just like watching something right so if you watch something instead of swiping past it then you know i think the app registers like okay you're interested in this so i'll I'll give you like something else that's kind of like this or the other people who like this also like Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. i think that it can also like get people in the same way with the explore page 
you can probably get lost a bit in these like feedback loops of it being like, oh, okay, you want to see this? Okay, you're going to see this, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's probably, that's probably not great if, you know, we're talking about depression or misinformation, yeah, Jason, you know? Luckily for Jason, it's just Asian page three girls, if you know what I'm saying, Emma. So he's kind of... It's just what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't worry. I genuinely hear that. I'm not sure I wanted to hear. It. No, it's it was a cat. It was just a classic TJ roast. We all have our feedback loops. We'll call them Chris. Okay, <laughs> that's true. We do all have our feedback loops, but I, I don't. But everyone that I talk to about TikTok is literally like the algorithm is too powerful. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm scared of what they're going to do with all this information. I don't know. Well, but is there something in between then? Because we're saying that Instagram's is not great, really. Yeah. And we're saying that, that TikTok is too powerful. Like, is there a medium uh, level where we would be happy and it would feel better? I think YouTube is the medium. I watch a lot of YouTube as well. So what do you want? You watching a little Jamie Oliver? What What's going on on YouTube? <laughs> 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 Uh, Chris, he he's like the Allison Roman of London, just to let you know, Chris. Oh, okay, okay. I was wondering because he sounded the name I don't sounded think he's British. Been canceled, but yeah, soft canceled. Soft can- I thought he was the bass player in Travis, but I just Wikipedia'd it. Look, so. anyone who's done that much for the school children, you know, you can't trust them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Wow, that is so specific and like. That's like very Brit- British culture right there. Jamie Oliver, like coming in and like taking away our like vending machines from schools. Mm-hmm. Like one of my like niche interests is like Disney. <coughs> I'm not interested in like, I don't watch Disney films or, or, or consume Disney content, but I'm just interested in like Disney as a cultural behemoth kind of thing. And okay. you can buy, I don't know if you know this, I didn't know this until recently, but like, you can buy like a multi-million pound mansion on like Disney property um, so that you can like live at Disney. Shit. No, I didn't know that. Did you know that Jason? No, they will build you these houses. So I was watching this woman like doing a tour of her like new Disney mansion. Um, (laughs) So like, that's the kind of shit that I'm like, really, I just like can spend so much time just like watching like weird niche stuff it's one of those things that i don't like i don't quite understand but i'm like very i'm like weirdly fascinated by it. like people who go on like disney cruises and like all these ships have been like designed with like mm-hmm. like disney characters everywhere and stuff it's so weird but like i just find it kind of fascinating yeah i mean but it's 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 the same fandom that you'd have for your favorite football team or whatever except there's no stakes it's just like you know i really want you know arsenal to win this year and that'll make you know that's my childhood dream coming true and i get to watch all the games and Mm. you know someone gets injured and blah blah you know it's like a whole thing but this is that same level of obsession about like a a cartoon that was made 50 years ago about like you know a duck and a and a dog are friends <laughs> wow! Wow, Jason, your your breakdown of Disney was so concise, and it hit really, it yeah, hit really maybe. nice. I guess. I, I'm like I said, I'm not like a Disney fan. This is just what I'm currently watching on YouTube for some reason. Well, I feel like it's better than my my obsession of chiropractor videos. It feels it feels more. Oh my god, Brenda Mondragon! <laughs> oh, you fuck you fuck with Brenda? Oh, <laughs> we got a Brenda head. Oh, we got okay. a Brenda head on our hands, Ooh, Jason. Okay. I don't sorry, I don't but- know Brenda. Could you like? Put, give me an analogy that I would know. I would like to hear this from. I would like to hear this from Emma. Okay. Because- <laughs> so, like, I mean, Chris, I'm interested whether you. I mean, I'm 
if you agree with me here, but like, so she's this chiropractor who on her YouTube videos, like to me, like the headlines of the videos seem like very like Pornhub-esque. Yeah. Like there'll be like, it'll be like deep, satisfying back crunches, something, (laughs) something. I don't know. Like Dr. Dr. Mondragon is also quite busty. Right. She's like straddling people. So, okay. How old is she? She's probably mid forties. Okay. I would say she's got kids. I think, I think actually Emma, I don't know if you're, do you realize this? It took me a while, but I think her kids actually produced the videos. Oh, no, I didn't Like, I think her actual, like, her daughter shoots and edits it. But these, I mean, she's making real bread on YouTube. Like, it's very, very popular. Yeah. And TikTok. She's on TikTok as well now. So it's funny because I was like, oh, I've been watching, like, I've been watching this on YouTube. And now TikTok is like, maybe you would be interested in Brenda Mondragon. And I was like, yes, I am. How did you know? (laughs) I We got to catch up with China is what I'm uh, deducing from all of this. Okay. So, so all of the YouTube videos will have these like sensationalized clickbaity yeah, yeah bordering on porn hub so so like milf cracks stepdaughter <laughs> yeah, yeah stepdaughter's exactly, yeah. shoulder yeah but it's it's she's also known for her style of dress she wears like crazy leggings <laughs> and like people love to debate the leggings and Emma, i don't know if you ever looked in the comments when it's what? there's when it's like a very good looking patient people mm-hmm. go fucking nuts like people are nuts trying to figure out who the patient is wow and then post posting their instagram oh wow stuff. no i didn't know that That's- this is a dark and deep subculture it's also cool because she's based in like shithole florida right like the middle of nowhere florida mm-hmm. but yeah i i watch a lot of that and mainly it's because i think that if if i wasn't um you know a podcaster uh i would i think i would want to be a physical therapist i i'm i'm really i think that the satisfying cracks and the the getting those knots out is kind of my calling. Okay. Well, you know, you could be going to chiropractic school or or PT school in, on your downtime, Chris. I don't have any downtime, Jason. That's the thing. <laughs> I'm kind of busy with this, you know, with my life. The amount of tennis podcast. that this guy's playing not a, not an ounce of downtime. Well, I just I just think it's a fascinating. I'm glad I'm glad you're the you're the first person I've I've been able to relate with this on emma people usually mock me people laugh at me i have to do it in private so my girlfriend doesn't hear it i i I encourage it chris i think anything is better than watching like like pimple popping videos on youtube or tiktok like that Mm. that is like a different level i don't know you know no offense if that's what your cup of tea is emma but (laughs) that's where it's like come on guys we got to get this together. What's going on with our it's life? Huge. What's our home situation? Mm. All of these people are ma- all of these people are making more money than the three of us combined. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's the most depressing. That's the most depressing part about all of this. Doctor Pimple Popper has a fucking TV show that's been on for three seasons. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's this is not a game. As as we're, we're wrapping up at the beginning, we were talking about ketamine, and I know that obviously it's a big thing over there, uh, <laughs> much more than it is here in America. And, and you were kind of talking about trying multiple you know therapeutic Mm -hmm. situations and medications is that something that you have done or explored at all not what like in a like the way that you get like an iv or i mean just using it in any any way as a therapeutic tool versus recreational no i've never been like a big drug person catchment i has i've never seen the appeal if i could do that like iv drip thing i'd be like interested to try it apparently it like really works for people so so why only the 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 drip be because a lady doesn't snort (laughs) (laughs) no just because i feel like i mean i like i like controlled environments now we're getting into the good stuff (laughs) if you're doing it as like a treatment for depression it's like 
you have it in like there's a certain like a uh, I guess dilution of ketamine and something else that you're just like getting given to you in an IV over a period of time and you're going back every like one or two weeks whatever so you you like that structure the stability of it you because mm-hmm. when you do a drug like that you literally feel out of control of your mind and your body but you're in a controlled environment around trained professionals so that sounds better than just buying a bag at the chip shop and crossing your fingers and hoping for the best. That's not my vibe. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay. So, so that is an overarching thing in your life is, is fear of being out of control or love of being in control. I guess they're both like, they're they're two sides of like the same coin, right? Yeah. So anxious, like, and neurotic. And I think that like, I like to feel like in control of, of like stuff or situations or I do too. I like know myself enough to know that like, there's certain things that I just think would be like a bad idea, <laughs> you know? Yes, 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 yes. Well, you know, for your anxiety, you know, the ways that you dis- distract yourself from anxiety or deal with anxiety, mm-hmm. you know, outside of, of online shopping and looking at vids on TikTok, what else are you doing that you would consider to be a healthy way of dealing with it uh i know i like need to do more exercise for sure i have i have been like i was really good at exercising like a couple of years ago i was like hitting the gym three times a week but then i like mm-hmm. i changed gyms and i didn't really like the new one and, and then the pandemic happened so i'm i'm like i need to like get back into having like a good if i can like get a routine going with something then i'm gonna be like having a good time but otherwise like if i can't i need to be in a place where i'm like okay i'm committed to doing this like three times a week otherwise it's just like never gonna happen so what's keeping us from uh from hitting that emma well i didn't want to go back to the gym until i was vaccinated so now i'm vaccinated oh okay yeah Great. That's smart of you. I'm. I was willing to absolutely die from COVID nineteen to get a pump. Right. So I'm. I'm. You know. I'm not quite as measured as you are, but I'm still here. Thank God. Did you get COVID, by the way, Emma? No, not. I mean, not that I know of. Watch out for that Delta variant. Don't. We do not talk about Delta on this podcast. <laughs> well, like, you guys fucking started. We've it. had it for ages, so I'm like, I don't know why everyone's like now freaking out. Well, I read a thing today actually that like basically it came and went a little right. bit in England, so they're saying it. it very well might do the same thing yeah. uh here yeah what's what's up with the delta over there in england now so we all got like officially let out like probably let out like two weeks ago where like nightclubs everything thank you boris yeah um bojo um so <laughs> like i did i probably didn't say that with enough contempt so just imagine that i did um okay yeah, so uh yeah and so bojo bad for the record bojo bad yeah got it obviously like and that was when our cases were like climbing up and up and up but there were much more people who had been vaccinated so everyone was like oh god this is like a bad idea but actually like the our cases have been dropping i think like 90 percent of the country is like fully vaccinated i don't know that might be fake news whoa shit but like we have like a really really high vaccine uptake so i know that amongst like some some young people i think are a bit more like i don't care have you hit the pub i mean have you been out and about i mean where i am in london at the moment is like quite it's not suburban but it's like i used to live in you know like hoxton so like being in shoreditch and then i've lived in like dalston and now i'm somewhere that's like much more like laid back and chill so i'm still just kind of like I'm I'm chilling a bit more than I I have been you know I've been like out and about a bit but I'm also like sounds a lot like my life Emma I gotta say I used to be right in the thick of it yeah in the uh, in the Los Angeles Dalston and now I'm over <laughs> I'm over in the over in the bush of Glendale where you're close but you're just separated enough to where the only thing you're gonna really do is 
go to the Whole Foods or something? You guys have Whole Foods over there? Yeah, I've got one nearby. Okay. Yeah. And you know, that's probably the peak of your day, right? Yeah, I love that guac. <laughs> where would I where would I if if you had to put me in a in a London neighborhood cuz I'm still searching for my London spiritual home. Uh-huh. And I'm I think the answer I'm not going to like because I'm not I think I'm not really an east side kind of I'm not a I'm not a Shoreditch kind of cat, you know. I I think I'm a little more you know, Marlebone. Is that fair to say? And she's not a country girl either. No, I'm definitely not a country girl. Not Marlebone. What's your impression of Marlebone? I don't know, like rich people? Yeah. Yeah, but like rich. <laughs> but like, There's going to be more to it than rich, Chris. No, I think I see you in like being in like Soho. Okay. Or like Hoban, like which is still super central. But like there's some places in Hoban that are like kind of back areas where there's like actually housing and it's a bit more... You're definitely a zone one person to me. Hell yeah, zone one. Okay, uh, that's good to yeah, know. What neighborhood are you going to see the highest amount of 40-year-old tattoo guys running, just running around? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for sport i mean i'm a soho guy in new york so it translates you know it translates I, f- I feel like i do like the energy of of london's soho as well he likes the nespresso brick and mortar experience <laughs> yeah yeah, <that>. <laughs> yeah i love that i love a nice little shot i love being surrounded by tourists while i drink my nespresso mm-hmm. uh what what can i what can i say well emma emma lastly as we're winding up I, I was reading some of your some of your writing and i noticed that you brought up revenge b- bedtime procrastination yeah. I, I was just wondering how you've been getting on with your sleep lately well okay actually today i got a very exciting delivery of a weighted blanket Ooh. yeah i really went there how many how many stone is it I think it's uh, it's eight kilos, so I don't know what that okay. is. Okay. If you don't know, I sure as hell don't. Yeah, I actually think I maybe could have gone for ten, but mm. you, there's like a, I can do a hundred night guarantee. <laughs> it's it's one point two six stone, eight kilos. Okay. So thank you, thank you. So 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 pretty heavy. Yeah, yeah. My I guess my problem is just that I like I'm definitely like a, a night person, so I can just like stay up late watching. Brendan Mondragon on YouTube mm-hmm. until like two, you know. So hopefully the weight of blanket is just going to carry me away. Well, please keep us keep us abreast. Oh well, I believe in you. <laughs> Thank you, uh, Emma. Emma, mm-hmm. Emma, tell tell the people where they can find you on on Instagram, where they can subscribe to the newsletter, etc. Yeah, you can find me at Emma Hope All. That's A L L um, on anything, and the newsletter is offbrand.substack.com. Wonderful. Thank you so much from from tapping in. Go go go! Watch your love island. Yeah. We hate to keep you. <laughs> we hate to keep you. Okay. Uh, and we will we will talk to you soon. Thank you. All right. Thanks, guys. Bye.